beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. Welcome back to The Kickback, sponsored by Charles Financial Solutions, where you can get your money right. There's no excuse, y'all. Don't be crying broke when it comes to the spring. Don't be talking about you waiting for that income tax return if you ain't contact Charles Financial Solutions. All right, E.B., let's go. What's good? It's always good to hear people talking about, um, you know, making sure that they money right. Because when your money is right, you get to do other things and you get to live life the way that you want to live life and not the way that other people want you to live. But Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? What's that temp like? What song is there? What's what's the smells that you have brewing up your nose? Well, hey, that doesn't sound right as far as going up your nose. I don't know if y'all want random stuff going up your nose, but what, like, what, what is happening in your, I would say, in your environment where you're at right now? Maybe that when you said the smells, I thought I need a little apple cinnamon candle burning or something. It's time. It's the fall, and um, if you know anything about fall in Florida. Most people think it's a joke, but we actually do have a little fall. I came home tonight and I was like, oh, it's a little brisk out here. It's a it's a cool 59. And so you know that means EB is freezing, but I am excited about the fall weather here in Florida. Um, so my tip is I'll take the, the, I'll take it up a little bit. I'll give this a 65. That's my tip. Not because I'm in a bad mood, but just because it's fall and it needs to be a little crisp and cool outside. I don't need it to be 79. That's a little too hot, especially in the fall. So that's my temp. It's, it's a nice 65. It's me sitting on my lanai outside in the evening, just chilling, enjoying the birds and the little noises that you hear in the evening and just having a good time. That's my temp. That's my mood. And I have my little scented apple cinnamon. I'm setting this. I'm just setting the scene for you guys. So you can imagine that's not really what's happening, but that's the vibe I want right now. So but I am good. I'm glad to always be with you guys. I have no complaints. I'm just grateful to God. So yeah, that's my temp. And I was trying to think of a fall song, but I can't think of none. Only fall type song I can think of is September, but we're not in September anymore, even though that is my birth month. And that's always a, a vibe for me. That's all I got. What's going on with you guys? Well, currently I am building a dining room table with my husband. So <laughs> you're so exploited. Wait, I, what is the word, babe? Expletives? It's not me. My tip is, I mean, I'm excellent. I'm doing good. My song, because you guys know, I just, I feel like it's described better with music. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Still Away. I'm pretty sure that's all in it. That is my vibe. I think it's perfect for the season. Just cool, chill, still away into the night. And I'm feeling that because I have so much extra time with my husband and my family and even myself in this season. And it's just been really great. So I'm constantly like, yeah, let's, let's steal away. There is a line in the song that's repeated that he says, I know it ain't right. I don't have any business with that. I don't know what he's referring <laughs> to. I don't know what's not right on that part. I, I, so I just say, I, I know that it's right or the timing is right. So there I am. I'm stealing away. How about you, Evie? How you feeling? I would say I am in that same wavelength as both of y'all is feeling just the vibe that we currently have that, that we consider um, fall. I consider what we're in right now in winter. 
because as Sabrina said, uh, I'm sorry, as Sharika said, we're in the 50s. Like 59 for me is freezing. Anything into the 60s, it gets to getting crazy. Like there's no reason why I should have to. There's no reason why I should have to make life decisions on what I'm going to wear for today. I wake up in the morning and you know what it is? Probably 75 to 80. Halfway through the afternoon, it gets a little warmer sometimes. Sometimes it gets a little nippier or colder or a little brisky. But then, like, I shouldn't be outside. Like, like why is it 40? Why is it 50? Like, all these different decisions. Do I wear a hoodie? Do I wear a crew neck? Do I wear a jacket jacket? Do Like, it shouldn't be all of that. Like, it should just stay in between 75 and 85 year round. And for those of you who love the winter, I can tell you that there's countless places around this country, countless places around this world, countless places in God's great creation that stays in this lovely weather year round. But for us, or at least for me as a Floridian, it's a lot of places that I just would prefer not to go into places I would prefer not to be in. Like I shouldn't be in my car putting the, the heat on 84, 85 on a 15, 20 minute commute to the office. That shouldn't be happening. That makes no sense. But because of the way that my body is wired, I have to do um, those things. As far as a song, I, I t- I, right now, I don't have like just that one go-to song, but I will say this for all of my people, because I told y'all about it a while ago, but um, we was talking about Adele, but just, mm-hmm. just go listen to her new album. Everything Adele is, I don't know, it just, sh- the lady don't miss. She is the Maverick City of, <laughs> I guess you could say pop culture. She, like she is, if, I don't know, I want to say, yeah, I would consider her a pop artist, right? I don't know. Um, yeah. Cause everybody's different, but whatever genre of music that she dives into, whatever that is, whether it's pop, whether it's, I don't know, I don't know what she is. I'm, I consider her a pop artist. I think she is, yeah. But she just don't miss. Every time she come out with something, she blesses my heart. And everybody goes, um, everybody seems to always be um, talking about it. She even, in a sense, inspired one of my social media posts because of how amazing she is. So that's so, what I got. You, you, you listened to her new album? Of course. And, and it was no skips for you? I would say it was a few skips on the second or third time, but okay, every time I listen to you. an album, it, no, no, like, so when I say don't miss, it's like, you know, when you talk about somebody with a whole album, like, you know, it's, oh, it might be one or two, but I would say there's more you sit and relax on this commute mm. than I normally would on a mm. lot of other people's albums. That's I'm fair. Surprised. I'm surprised you went to Adele like that, EB. I just, I, I, the vast, huh? She is good. I definitely felt there were skits like in her previous album, I was singing several songs after and from this one, after listening to it twice, still only definitely easy on me, rings mm-hmm. in my head. And then I'm like, what were the other ones? And none of them were bad, but like yeah. they're not hitting me like in yeah. my love or rolling. Yeah. You know, like nineteen. That's, that's why I'm just surprised that Evie likes Adele, not. I just feel like the like. I don't. I don't even know how Eb's mind can contain the wide variety of all that is Eb. Like it is just, just so interesting to me. Just the widespread, and I guess I'm like that too. But I like 19 and 21. I can listen to all the way through, and I got no. I can and skip no. I think I know all the songs on 19. And 21. I probably know every single one. 25, 
I got a very few. And then this one, I haven't listened to the whole thing. I watched her special that she did and easy on me. I, 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 I think I'm into because I heard it a couple more times, but there was someone there. I'm like, mm, this, this ain't the vibe. This is not, it's not hitting my spirit. And I was thinking back, like, how was I initially listening to 19 and 21? Like, did they immediately catch me or did it take some time? I don't know. They immediately caught you for sure. Evie, favorite song from the album? Uh, either Evie or me or Oh My God. Mm. Ooh, oh My God is good. I love, I love To Be Loved. I listened yeah. to that one for like 30 minutes. So I was like, I don't know why. That one just it hit me deep. I love that one. I think one of the other things about Adele, um, and I'm not saying that it's a difference, like I will say all of us, uh, all three of us are different seasons of where we were when those two albums um, or the other two albums come out. But you have, and I don't know if it's specifically this reason why I fell in love um, with 30 um, in the same way I fell in love, but like just, I think anybody who's very vulnerable or transparent when they don't have to be. Now, granted, I don't think nobody has to be vulnerable or transparent. But when you're a person of her stature, like Adele is one of those people, and we know a few others in the entertainment world, whether it be athletes, whether it be singers, whether it be rappers, whether it be actors or actresses, where they don't have to do another body of work and they'll be okay as far as their body of work that they've already put it out into the world. But the fact that she's what seems to be going through whatever she's going through throughout this situation, um, or whatnot, and she decides to share this art with the rest of the world. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm just like, yeah, you dope for this, because you didn't have to, and you blessed the people, myself in particular, as a fan of just good music. And I would say, Sharika, that's one of the reasons why I like her. I just, I'm a, I'm a fan of good mm -hmm. music. And it's some people who I really, really rock with, and others, um, not so much. And I didn't watch the whole thing of Adele special, but I saw little tidbits of it on YouTube. Um, and as I've always followed her or I've seen other entertainers, entertainers, the way they talk about her, I'm like, oh yeah, she is different. And just yeah. the way she moves, it seems like a person who moves on what I consider someone who keeps that same energy, someone who's consistent. And that's one of the things I definitely appreciate about her. To your point, EB, when you said that, what you just said, just reminded me, I was watching an interview from Ed Sheeran on The Breakfast Club. And he says in his mind, there is two categories of music, good music, and bad music or not so good music. And basically, and that's what he said, he just likes good music. He doesn't care what kind of music it is. If it's good, it's good. And he's into hearing it. If it's not good, then he's not interested. So that makes sense though. And I, I think, I, I, I love, I, I just, the idea of like how you turn your life or things or situations into a song is just so intriguing. It is just, I love that that talent is just amazing. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I know we just got onto a whole little thing about Adele and music and stuff. That's not really what we were on here to talk about. But, you know, when you come to the kickback, you might get what you came for. or You might get a little more than you bargained for. You just never know with us. So, EB, you, as, as y'all know, EB be out here. EB doing the travels. EB doing the things. So, EB, you've been some places recently and you experienced some things recently so can you enlighten us on your most recent trip and something you were you you enjoyed or maybe you didn't enjoy i don't know we're gonna hear about it man um well i'm gonna go ahead and start off by saying i definitely enjoyed one of my most recent trips uh, i always try to tell people in the best way when you're out and about try your best to 
I won't say meet new people, engage in people, whether it be friends or family or total strangers, and then go to places where the only thing you can do is make memories. Um, I know some people, and there's scripture to it, and I don't want to sit here and look it up, but you can look it up if you got Google, if you got a phone. Um, but some people like to store up their treasures here on earth. Mm. Uh, now, granted, am I saying for you not to have nice things? No, I'm not going to say that. That's between you and your relationship with God. Um, whatever you feel is nice, you handle that accordingly. And if he convicts you to tell you that it's not a nice thing to have, then you do what's best for you. But for me, if I get to interact with a group of people or I get to go to certain places, I think it warms my heart just a tad bit more than me having a specific item. So recently, um, a friend of me and my wife's, um, we see her as kind of like a little sister slash niece. I don't know if she wanted me to put her business out like that. So I'm not going to say her name. I'm going to protect her for the sake of the podcast. But somebody like me who I always shoot my shot on the socials, on the social media. And I just said something that would be really nice if somebody wanted to give me something for um, Christmas or my birthday would be these tickets. These tickets um, for something that's going on in Atlanta. And I know right now some people are like, what is he talking about? Did somebody get him the tickets? What's going on? So I'm going to drag it just a little bit more. And then I started having a few conversations back and forth with my wife about it. And then she was just like, well, just let's make plans accordingly to be in Atlanta because somebody coming through. And so I went to go and look at who saw my story that day. And I'm guesstimating that a lot of other people. And I'm like, nope, wasn't that person. Nope, that person is too cheap. Nope, that person is selfish. Nope, that person is stingy. Nope, that person definitely wouldn't do it. But unbeknownst to me, it was somebody else who I didn't even think about doing it, um, which is crazy. And I know it's not necessarily like a bad thing because I just didn't like she's definitely someone who I really appreciate and who we both care for and love. But she got me some super dope um, lower level in seats to see the one, the only David Kawari, Kari Weber Chappelle that some of y'all just might know as Dave Chappelle. Like, oh, so, wow. um, yeah, we had a chance to go see Dave Chappelle and it was, um, for me, it was nothing but amazing. Now I know we might get into it later, but it's some stuff that Dave Chappelle talks about that not everybody rocks with. And it's other stuff that some people are like, ah, it is what it is. Others are just on, maybe on the fence about it. Um, but for me to see him for a brief moment, um, and I say brief cause he did a, a, a short set list. Um, and only I really wanted to go because it was documenting his time during COVID. Mm. Like, what did he do for himself? How did he process a lot of the situations that were going on? Two big ones, of course, just the countless protests along with, uh, I won't say two big ones, but a few big ones. The countless protests that was going on around the world. The Breonna Taylor situation as it was kind of getting more s- steam when it was kind of nothing going on in the world. Of course, the death of George Floyd. Of course, the presidential election, like how was he managing himself? And for him, as he talked about it um, just briefly of saying as a comedian, it's, it's tough to not be in front of people, not to have a community. Um, and he was like, after a while, you know, your kids look at you and they say, yeah, those jokes are not it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just did understand him fully as he described it. So he did this thing where he got with a friend who had, like, and this is why I tell, I think we talked about it on a couple episodes back as far as property and what you want to do. But one of his friends has five acres. And I don't know what, how I can describe that in the terms that people would understand, but it just basically massive amounts of property. And he was just like, what would it look like if we 
you know, had people do COVID testing. If we set up a stage, we set up lights, we had music, we had a DJ, we created a sense of community where people could come here and watch not only just me, because it's not about me, but me and my friends who deal with some of the same stuff that I'm dealing with, not what mm. not of this sense of isolation. And if I'm not mistaken, you can, um, where people were paying like literally 20, 30, 40, $50, like minimal um, for the tickets. And he were he was flying in some of his friends on private jets to come hang out with him. Um, I don't want to give too much of the documentary because I'm pretty sure it's going to come out eventually. But everybody that you can think of that's a comedian was part of this community that he had who came out and hung out with him from the Jerry um, Seinfelds to the Trevor Noahs to the Kevin Hart's to the Chris Tuggers to the Chris Rock. Like everybody who was a comedian kicked it at um, his friend's house and spent time pouring into people. But that wasn't it. Um, I was just there really to see Dave Chappelle. But Dave Chappelle, as he likes to do, as he talked about even bring, bringing a group of people together in a sense of community where he had, just to name a few people, um, Usher, T.I., Jeezy, 2 Chains, 21 Savage, um, Lil John, Killer Mike, Monica, T-Pain, um, I want to say a few more people, but just few of Atlanta's greatest um, musicians and musical artists, I guess I'll say, come out and they all perform like a three to five song set, so to what? speak, at the end. Um, so it was just more than just seeing David Chappelle, it was seeing all of these other great artists as well. And I was like, yeah, this is crazy. And this what? was just a special, special night. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was good. It was like one of those things that you really had to be there. And I know some mm. people, you're like, what? Did you get pictures? We got pictures of before and after. And one picture of us together. Because if you've never been to a Dave Chappelle show, he does these things where um, upon entry, you hand, uh, before you right, either right when you go into the medical detectors or right before, they ask you for your phones, Apple Watches, and the words of the people that are at the front. Anything that makes a noise. You put it inside a pouch. They lock it. And then they hand you that pouch for the duration of the show. And it doesn't get unlocked until you're walking out of the arena. Mm. Like that is how, I guess you could say private or secluded. And I know some of you are like, nah, they wouldn't have did that to me. Okay. You wouldn't have been in there as That's well because it. you just can't. So how do they know? In. What if someone tries to be sneaky? So you can't. Oh, so the metal detector, of course, will set it off. Oh, okay. um, if you're trying to hide your phone and then you just wouldn't get into the venue. Um, and you can't open the pouch. So similar to, you know, those things where, um, I guess items that, uh, tags that clothes are on something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what locks it where you can't like, I can tell you for sure, especially when T.I. came out, I was doing everything I could to try to break the thing open and it just would not budge. It like, it wouldn't do nothing. And I'm like, yeah, Dave really not playing. Like you're not going to get nothing out of him. Um, so I don't know. It was a my mom. My mom did. She went to Trevor Noah. See Trevor Noah a few weeks ago, and she said that was they did that same thing there. See, and, and it's a dope thing because it make it, it like it help. I will say it does help you um, live in that moment, be in that present with those other people, experience it together. Because um, I can only imagine if that wasn't the case, how many phones, including my own, would have been out and missing the moment. Yeah, as but it also whole. protects their work. Because oh, people always trying to leak your stuff, and if you want to sell it later or you want to use it for something, now half your stuff is all over the internet, all over the Googles, <laughs> and then people coming for you before you even, you know, they hear all the things that there is to hear. Mm -hmm. 
but it was definitely a good evening. Um, again, that's one of the things I just tell people, just experience good moments. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I love that. Um, that's one of the things I know my mom, like in the past couple of years, like for Christmas and stuff, she's like, I'm tired of getting gifts and giving gifts. She's like, we don't, what do we really need? She wants to do more experiences. And I'm, I'm about that too. I like experiences. And I don't, not, don't take it that I don't like a gift or two, because I do like a gift or two or a few, but I also love experiences. Like when I go to places too, I am more about, let me experience something that I've never experienced before not walking through a museum that's not the experience i'm really looking for but something to laugh something to race your heart like something to get excited about i love that kind of stuff Amen. so with the i so eb i did want to ask you about the for the comedy would you say it was a comedy show because i the past few dave Chappelle, i guess they're comedy shows or whatever you know i, I don't feel like they've been comedy I feel like there have been more like chats or fireside talks or whatever with some humor thrown into it, mainly because he's a funny guy, but it doesn't seem like your traditional, you know, comedy set. So was that, was this similar or was this more like back to some of the older, like traditional style? Yeah. So I would say, so part of it, so um, two other people that I didn't mention, but he had Finesse Mitchell, um, who's about to be the host of World of Pets or who's currently the host of World of Pets or something like that. And then he had Chris Tucker um, do some stand up. Um, so for me, it's stand up, but it's in a sense of someone who has evolved mm, where okay. it's, you know, if you find the humor in what I'm sharing, then in the best way, um, yes, that's great. But I'm also here not just to entertain you, but here to in inform you um, mm. or engage you with a different perspective. And I think that's one of the things that Dave has tried to do in his last few specials, especially those that he had with Netflix. Um, and I think part of that is just him explaining his side, because sometimes people hear a soundbite and they run with that. And mm -hmm. for all case and purposes, if you don't know the person or if you care less to know the person, then that's what you're going to do. Um, but for him, he's like, I'm going to give you a bigger perspective of what it looks like. Like, so one of the things that he had said that really stuck out to me was, well, it was a few things he said that stuck out. One of them was um, his dad used to be part of a organization, I want to say in high school and college called Human, which is what stood for Help Us Make a Nation, which was just these group of um, young kids who got together and was like, no matter our upbringings or our differences, like if we really want to say that we're all human beings, then we have to be, we have to be what we say we're about by bringing an inclusive group of people together. And he said, so for him, he's always seen that um, play out and he wants to continue that. And that's one of the reasons why he got his comedy and X, Y, Z. But when he talks about some of the stuff that I guess some people will consider controversial, he says like, he say, if that's the most controversial thing that you're dealing with, then okay, mm. that's your experience. He say, but if you're here to say that, oh, you care about all lives or you care about this and that and this, that and the third, and he goes on, does a little thing. He said, but you haven't had a chance yet to say the name. He goes down this laundry list of names of the Tamir Rice, Breonna Taylor's, the George Floyd's. Um, and he goes on and on. He said, but you haven't said those names yet. Then all life doesn't matter. Mm. You're just wanting to oppose a specific group of lives. Mm. Or if you're saying you really care about all people, but you haven't stood in a protest with people who look different than you since all of this started a year and a half ago, then 
he said some other explicitives and he said then out of my face basically um mm-hmm. and it was just that mindset of like if you're really here for the masses then you will act on that and it wouldn't just be words yeah. so that's one of the things that i would say stood out to me and it definitely is like like you said a fireside chat where it's just like i'm gonna give you i'm gonna paint you this picture where it wouldn't just be these colors on a canvas but I'll try my best to interpret everything that I'm painting for you. And I think that's a lot of what he has been doing in his last few specials and what he did um, this last time I just saw him in that lab. So I would, so on, on to a question I do have, and I kind of want to let the listeners know, in case you're not familiar, kind of what EB was talking about towards the end of uh, just a minute ago uh, was that uh, Dave kind of got it. There was some controversy controversy with Dave because in some of his in some of his specials especially like the last one or two um he the LGBTQ community was upset with some things that he said and basically were you know bashing him or against him wanting to call for him to be canceled this then the third um because they felt like the things that he was saying was harmful to them and 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 negative um so basically i what i'm gathering from what you're saying eb is that he's his response is like if you're just picking up on that and you're saying you're for if your only response is just about what you think was negative regarding that but yet you're saying you're for all people you care about all people but you're only focusing on one thing it sounds like your motives aren't really where your motives where you're saying your motives are is that kind of what you're saying um, kind of. I think part of what he and I, I don't want to speak for him. I think he yeah. does well and he articulates mm-hmm. it in a way that um, he wants to stand on through his comedy special. But it was more uh, for him. I think he started off with, I'm going to be here forever. You can't cancel me. Only right. I can cancel myself. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was part of his like opening statement, so to speak. I think what it is of saying is like, I don't think you guys truly understand where my frustration lies. And if mm-hmm. you think I think he even said it. If you think my frustration lies with the LGBTQ community, I can tell you that you're mistaken. And then he goes yeah. on to say, my frustration lies with white people, like mm-hmm. simple and plain. And um, he said that and, in the in the Netflix. I mean, I in the Netflix. In the closure, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely has. And he says that just about every time he gets the chance to speak. Um, now, does that make it, um, I guess... Does that block out everything else that he says for those people who identify with the LGBTQ community? I can't speak um, on that per se outside of the stuff that I read online. I can say that people who I do know that's from that community, there has been mixed reviews where some people who like what he's saying is not new. It's no big deal. And others Mm -hmm. are just like, F him. How do y'all watch him? He's horrible. He doesn't care about people. You know, he's just doing this for money and you can go on and on about yeah. um, just different thoughts on, again, on all on all sides of it. I don't know. It's just interesting on, for me, at least, the way that he articulates his stances on things. So to kind of shift away from Dave, but in the same vein of all this conversation, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that there is a, should be a line in comedy or like entertainment, like where certain things are offensive or well, mainly comedy. I mean, and, and honestly in entertainment too, because I think there, you know, there can be, 
do you think there are should be a line like there's a hard line we don't do this this should never be said or do you think that um people should be allowed anybody could can get the joke is it that in a sense like anybody should or could be allowed to be the butt of the joke because there is can be something funny in in any and every situation do y'all have an so, opinion on that go ahead eb i do but i was just trying to see if Serena wanted to hop on okay. this one first now you know I'm listening, but I'm also over here struggling with this table. <laughs> I was trying to catch up, Evie. Uh, I it sounded like Sharika was just talking about like the controversial elements and then wanting us to comment on that. Correct. So I was asking, like, do you think that there should be a line in comedy or like entertainment where it's like this is off limits? This should not be discussed, or we should not be talking about this, or talking about these people or that people in this type of way? Or do you feel like anything is fair game or anything should be fair game? I think I don't even like the answer that first popped into my head. And that's, you know, that line changes depending on, just depending on the crowd who you're with, that level of comfortability. Some of the jokes told in the privacy of my home as a kid between just, you know, mom, dad, and siblings, we, I wouldn't be telling those in other circles. Some of the things would not even be funny. Now, for instance, I mean, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the games Cards Against Humanity or something like that. Some of those jokes, I will never find funny. Like the dead baby jokes and killing prostitutes, I just don't get it. But there's a group of people in the world who thinks that's hilarious, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there is a a line. Personally, there is a line for me that I would want Mm. to acknowledge. That being said, I do think people can get very sensitive. And even some of the things that, just like for me, dead babies, never funny. Killing people, prostitutes, never funny. Some of these other things are hilarious to me. And I'm like, wow, people are just being very sensitive. So, yeah, I don't even like my, my, my answer because it's not black and white. I do think it's gray. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? I think, I think, I like when you said, there is a line for me. I know I know I have a line and I know what I think is funny. And that's why I don't really, I like comedy, but not in the same sense that everyone seems to like comedy. Like I'm, I love, there's different comedians that I like and there's even like some of the mainstream ones, but like watching a comedy show or a special or anything like that. I never did that till I married my husband because he watches a lot of comedy specials. He has a very different sense of uh, like what he thinks is funny sometimes than I do. Um, he's so he's he I, maybe he grew up. I know his mom watches a lot of comedy specials, too. So maybe that's kind of how he grew up. I never really watched that kind of stuff. And so I mean, and I think my family likes comedy and like comedians and stuff like, but for me, I'm, I think life is funny when some, and my husband tells me I'm, I have a dark sense of humor because when I think when people trip and fall and things like that, that to me is hilarious. If you're standing on a stage telling me a joke, I'm like, Oh, okay. He, he, I'm like, it doesn't hit me as hard because it feels it, it, I mean, as it should, it was rehearsed. It was practiced. It was, I like spontaneous, natural life things that's what's funny to me so but I watch some of the ones like I think some of the stuff I've seen from Kevin Hart is funny and some of the stuff I've seen from Dave Chappelle not even really in the last ones they've been more interesting than funny to me but 
for me, I know I have a line when, of what is funny to me. And that line is not very far, especially when it comes to certain things. Like, cause I'm just more of a sensitive person. So I know for me, I'm not really trying to hear a whole bunch of a lot that most people can deal with in here and think is funny. And, and I just don't think that curated jokes, a lot of them are not that funny to me. So for me, I know there's a line, but I think there's also, but should there be a line for comedians? Like this is your job. This is what you should do. I think, I don't know. It's so hard to say because I feel like it's a moral thing. It's a personal moral thing. And I, I do like the aspect that there can be something funny in all things. And I think that, you know, people can find funny things in death and not, not killing people in like what you were talking about, killing prostitutes. But like when, when people go to funerals and stuff, there'd be some funny things that be happening and stuff like that. So I think there is a lot of funny that can be found in a lot of things. But I feel like there should be a taste and a moral line, but that's so hard to say because people just don't have the same morality or, you know, so that's my long answer. Mm -hmm. to that. And if it doesn't like lead to violence, then, you know, sure. And also you can choose to turn it off. Like me, I choose not to mm -hmm. laugh or even play those cards if I'm playing that game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there are certain things that, I mean, even though I just said there are areas of gray, like I don't ever think also like jokes about, killing black people. I can't sit here and be like, well, Sharika, there's areas of gray. And for some people, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Like, no. <laughs> so you know, I'm as we are discussing it, my answer is, you know, evolving. So yeah, there is one. Where is it? I don't know. That being said, I'd be laughing. I'd be laughing. <laughs> Evie, what about you? Yeah, so for me, um, I don't have a line when it comes to comedy, only because um, I'm not the comic. I'm not mm -hmm. a comedian. So I would never get, I would never want to get to a place where someone, whether it be a, a governmental or a world entity or an individual, a tip to censor me, right? Where mm -hmm. they say, let's stop talking about this because it offends this group of people. Like, I would never want to get to that place. So even for comedians, like, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Because for some of those things, that's their experience. Like, I don't think we'll ever get to a point, uh, at least I would hope not, but you will ever get to a point in a church where you say, hey, don't share all of your testimony, share part of it. Now, some, some of people them will be doing simply, that. Which is wild, like, because I don't feel like we see that in God. And when we talk about certain issues, like, some, huh? I've never heard that. I've never been oh for sure like I've heard that and I have yes yes Dang, they're like don't <laughs> say that part in church or this with this audience wrong audience you know or they'll be like hey can you help so-and-so clean up their testimony mm. definitely be a part I, you of did work in that kind of space so I could definitely I don't anymore, thank the lord but I have helped <laughs> yeah. quote unquote clean up a lot of testimonies in my day yeah. No, you're good. That's so a good I, perspective, I, that's a good point. I just never had the experience. I've never experienced that. Um, Dang, and now I've seen testimony. where churches, I've seen where Eesh. churches told somebody, "Hey, go short." Where like we can't hear ten minutes. Like you only got three minutes or five minutes. But I've never heard 
hey, don't talk about X or don't talk about Y or don't talk about Z. Like, just because I've been a part of a lot and I've heard all types of stuff <laughs> from being a shown or a thought to don't do this, don't do that. I was like, whoa, like that, you came in hot. So like <laughs> I was listening to an Andy Minio show. Um, but for me, I would never want to censor a comedian. Now, are there some stuff that I'm just like, yeah, I can't rock with that. Um, but that's where I stand on my my morals mm-hmm. and my values and my beliefs. Now, for them, they might not have that. Everybody don't have a relationship with God. So mm-hmm. in that vein, like for those people or for individuals, there is no line. Like I know some people who says that like violence in anything, whether it be in relationships with people, in movies, in music, in t- TV shows, like those things are unacceptable. And somebody like me, if I'm having a face-to-face conversation, I'm just like, you know, it's countless violence in scripture, right? So this is not new. Like, this is not a new thing. Now, does that make it okay? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, when we get to this point of censoring anything, I'm just like, I'm not sure I'm down for that road. Because where would it end? Where would it stop? Where would we get to a point where we're like, okay, maybe we censored too much. Now, if people get offended by certain things, I think that's going to happen regardless of... I guess wherever you, wherever a person were to draw the line. Now, this person that I'm about to quote, I don't quote them for a lot of things, but I will quote her for this. But I remember Sister Soldier, she has said, to be a real man or woman, so to be a real person, you've got to know what you believe in. You've got to understand that your actions have consequences mm-hmm. and that they are connected to everything that you are. So once you say certain things, once you do certain things, I just always tell people, you know, stand ten toes on those things. Now, for my brothers and sisters who don't have all your ten toes, that's mm-hmm. basically just an an analogy for stand up for what you believe in. Um, just because I don't want nobody to be like, well, how about people who got eight toes, um, or those who are struggling with whatever they got going on with their personal life. But if you say something, just stand on it. Now, if you evolve, sometimes you don't you need change, to stand on it, Eb. Sometimes you need to not? back down off of it because you realize you said it and it was ridiculous. And now you got to be like, nope, you know what I said that. But when you find yourself saying some ridiculous stuff, sometimes you got to back no, down off of that. If you believe, if you believe in it, you don't have to. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you believe in what you said, then stand on it. There's no reason to hide in the crowd. It's, it's like throwing a rock and hiding your hand. But like, if you threw that rock and you want people to know it was you who threw it, <laughs> let people know it was you. But don't hide in the crowd. Now, that's why I said, now, if you evolved and you changed or you heard maybe the facts of a situation and you're like, uh, I did say X, Y, and Z, but that wasn't accurate. Or I did mm-hmm. say X, Y, and Z, but I don't believe that anymore. I did say X, Y, and Z, but I didn't know the full story. Then that's a whole different story. But if you say something and you believe it, like, there's no reason to back down on it. Like, it's people who don't believe in God. But you think I'm going to stop professing God because some people might get offended because that's not their belief or that's not their view? No, that's not my business. Mm-hmm. That's between you and the creator of the heavens and the earth. Trust me, whether you believe it or not, you don't have to believe in him. You will meet him one day. And then you're going to be real sad on that day that you meet him if you don't find a way to evolve and change yourself. I will say I do agree with that, that if I don't, that I this is where I say I don't like fake apologies. Like when people make people apologize for stuff they're not sorry about. Don't do that. Let them people be wrong and 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 you just be like, I didn't like that and let and that be okay. But I don't like when they try to make people apologize for stuff that they don't want to because they really met that. But we'll talk about that a little later. Sabrina, did you have anything else you wanted to say about that? Because I had another question. Nah. My so, answer is still evolving in my head. Okay. <laughs> so do you think that so 
do you think that people have become too sensitive or do you think it's time for our society to be more considerate or 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 caring about these situations or do you think you know what people just be too sensitive it's funny because as much as we are like politically correct and i say with quotation marks Mm -hmm. The things that really matter in action, I mean, the disparities are still very much there. And I think we're sensitive about surface level stuff because Mm. it's funny deciding let's cancel this person, let's cancel that. And yet I look at the foster care system still overflowing. I'm looking at the elderly, elderly in our society who need a lot of help. You don't hear us talking a lot about that. You know, I'm looking at the educational system, which people will talk about how bad the public school system are. People aren't talking about volunteering and going in there. But God forbid somebody, you know, tells this joke or says this thing on daytime television and it's like, you know, we want to have them trending and like roll over in our, well, most of the people doing that are not dead. So they're not rolling over in their graves. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are we becoming sensitive or are we just being, what's the term, Evie? You probably know because you're more social media savvy than all of us. But there's this time when people like, okay, it's Black Lives Matter. So we're going to put up a black box and that's all we're going to do. It's this thing. We're going to put up an orange box. It's Just jumping on whatever bandwagon that... It's, it's doing a status and moving on. It's, yeah, it's the vi- know, so like I- being a victim of the moment, right? Like yeah. where certain oh. things happen and then you dive into it and it's just like, like this is the phase or this is the wave that everybody is on or like Sheree just said, the bandwagon. But I just call it being a victim of the moment because yeah. it's like this incident with like i'll just speak for the one that we're talking about right now this lgbtq situation with dave Chappelle, it's a big deal because his netflix special came out but then for you sabrina you just highlighted some situations that are constantly evolving Mm. in our world in our culture that people fail to realize or to acknowledge right and it's like now are there people in those spaces of course they are but it's not the masses and a lot of the people who are complaining are not willing right and i'm talking about the the Dave Chappelle stuff, the people who are complaining about that are not willing to actually act on those things. Because it's more than just people who identify with the LGBTQ community who are upset. It's other people who are just like, this is not the way you should speak about people. This is not the way you should handle yourself. This is not the way you should live. Um, actually, I was just, when just briefly talking to my wife, she said that her hairstylist told her that people are upset with Dave Chappelle because he is, rep- he is I guess you could say, presenting his pro-Blackness. Because usually for minorities or especially for black people, it's like, you just better shut up and listen. Like, you better not say anything about whatever else is going on in, I guess you could say, the mainstream world or the stuff that happens. Because, like, we want to censor you. We've always want to censor you. But for someone who doesn't care about being canceled, someone who, as he says it, like, I've walked away from $50 million on the table, which many of us, if just being real by statistics, we will never know what $50 million looks like or yeah. feels like in our lifetime to just say we walked away from it and to come back and still be at the top of your game when it comes to his profession and not blink an eye where it says, as mm-hmm. long as I'm good, like I'm good as in my family. And for him, his, I think he even said it, as long as my family's good and those who are around me are good, I will die in peace or I will die satisfied. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people are not okay with that mindset of thinking like this person is doing everything they can for those who he loves while others are not doing as such because they find all the time in the world to complain about everything that other people got going on. I mean, I think sometimes I want to harken back to something like that Sabrina said. Now, I don't think anyone should 
sometimes, okay, I want to say this. I don't think that we should do things that lead people to violence. But what I don't think, and what some of the comments that people were saying um, was that some of the things that Dave Chappelle did incited people to be violent towards people in the LGBTQ community. And I don't agree with that. I believe that those people wanted to be violent. They wanted to be violent and not necessarily because nothing I heard in that special hurt that I heard said, Hey, go out and harm people, go out and do this, go out and do whatever. I didn't hear anything that would lead. But if he's saying things that are like, making fun of them and those people already feel that way then they can feel not that that was his intention because he talked about having a friend you know like yeah like the racist person who's like oh you know I have a black friend who was going going through a hard times as a transgender person but I do feel like he missed do the duality of black queer people because he talked about like well this is more important than the black people died and it's like does he not know how many, especially black trans women, are kill, killed? So and I guess just nothing was done about it. Like, so I get how we are like, mm, mm, that's not as funny to me. Well, I'm you not know? saying it's funny at all. I'm just questioning. Do did okay? This is my question. So if is it that he is talking about a marginalized group that is already being viol violated that bringing anything up about this group that's already being violated is increasing the violation or is he saying something that is inciting violation if that makes sense no, because i agree with you if they want to be a hot mess they're going to be a hot mess whether he says this thing or not but it is kind of one of those things of like you know we're already burning why you gotta you guys throw coals on the fire okay I see what you <laughs> I mean, yeah so yeah. i was i was sympathetic to that for sure. I mean, Evie, I'd be interested to hear your perspective. So if just to make sure um, I'm hearing the question correctly, um, we're talking about if what he has shared has caused an increase in violence to the LGBT community. Am I hearing that correctly? Well, I guess. Oh, I was... thought her question was more of, oh, go ahead, Sharika. No, no, no. Go ahead. What did you think my question was? I, I thought uh, you were just saying, were the jokes, were those jokes appropriate because of what it could cost? the hurt that it caused to that community. And I was saying, yeah, if I was in that, even I needed to take that back, even not being in that community, there mm -hmm. is hurt because it's like, hey, there's a lot going on. And usually in mainstream, you are not hearing, even though he said, hey, people were more mad at the, ba the baby for the gay jokes than they were the fact that he killed this black, pe this black person mm -hmm. or whatever, like, you know? But I'm like, yeah, it's not like, in my mind, I felt like he was saying the white gays have the power and we need to keep caring about what's happening to the black community. And I was thinking, there are black people, there are black gay people, <laughs> there are black trans people and things are happening. We can care about both. Mm -hmm. No, we can care about both days. Um, to be fair, I didn't, wait, Dave, did we finish watching that special? I don't think we finished watching that one because we were like, man, we're not laughing. I've watched this film now. Yeah, no. So to be fair, I didn't finish listen hearing that one. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm interested to hear EB, who actually listened. And it wasn't even because I had great offense. It was just because I wasn't being entertained. So I left, you know. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm interested to hear EB's perspective. 
Yeah. So um, for me, um, so I didn't take it as he said that um, I don't think it was, I guess you could say a diss or a son towards, I would say per se, I don't know, I guess I'll word it in. I don't think he wanted to minimize the plight of black people within the LGBTQ community, more so of those individuals who are part of that community who constantly attack him about situations that maybe they are experiencing or that they are experiencing. I don't want to put a maybe on it. Um, I'm not part of that community, but that doesn't mean I can't empathize, empathize with that community. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those, as Sabrina just mentioned, as far as that duality, like a sense of empathy for those who are part of the LGBTQ community, but also as a black man um, or as a Haitian American in a country that doesn't seem to like or that doesn't seem to care for African African Americans for whatever reasons. I see it as a person who is trying to give a perspective of, hey, what do you actually care about? Mm-hmm. And if that's what you care about, okay, stand on that. I'm not going to disagree with you, but this is where I stand. And this is where I see a sense of injustice happening in this world where it seems that one community is getting any and everything or can cancel whoever they choose. But this other community who's going through either the same or similar or maybe even different situation or experiences and people continue to minimize what they're experiencing. Like that was kind of my take on, I would say his most recent special um, and of what he was, what I think he was trying to communicate. But again, I think he does a great job of communicating his own stance and he definitely doesn't need EB's help. Something Sabrina just said enlightened me. And because I was, I kind of agreed and my stance was like, um kind of what EB was explaining but I think what I was enlightened to or a different perspective is that you know what I when I'm hearing something it doesn't incite me to violence because one I'm not a hateful person and I'm not out to be violent towards anybody but people who may already have this hatred in their heart towards a certain group of people And now they're hearing this rhetoric, whether, you know, that was not, and I don't believe that that is Dave's intent at all, because I did listen to the whole thing and he shared about his relationship. And I don't think it was just like, I think it came across as like, I have this one black friend thing, but I don't think that's what he was trying to say is, I think what he was trying to say is like, I'm more involved than y'all really think. And I care and have deep relationships with people of all kinds of communities. But anyway... But what I think was enlightening to me, as Serena saying, is like if 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 you if somebody if you're already pissed about something or you already hate something and you don't like something, it don't take much more for you to be like, you know what, I'm out here and I'm going after whoever, you know, or or whatever. And so I get that maybe that's what people are feeling like. You're like she said, you're heaping coals on already a, a burning situation or a, a, a situation that's already in flames. And yeah, it's I like think- Candace Owens. It's like we don't need Candace Owens to say anything else about the black community. That she's going to continue. And some people are like, mm-hmm. well, that's freedom of speech. There is no line. She can yeah. and you know what she can. I mean, I don't even have a Twitter and I don't Google her. I mean, I know of yeah. her. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so she says that and it does it does it make more people racist? No. Does it make self-hating black people hate more? No. They're going to be what they are. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Dave Chappelle and the trans community. It's like, do you need, it's just that question of, do we need another voice being like, hey, y'all are weird. Y'all suck. Well, I that's think not what, exactly what he said. But yeah. You know. 
But I was going to say what I think his intention was had an adverse reaction. Like, I think his intention was to point out the fact that, like, you're in this marginalized group until it's no, until it no, like, you want to identify in this way at times until now you want to, until you can take that off. But there's things like I can't take off. Well, I mean, and not that they can take off their sexuality or anything like that. But what he's saying is like, that's not visible when I see you. Like being black, you can't hide that. So it's like, okay, you're marginalized or you're, but now, hey, if it's a black person in the room, all of a sudden you you, you can turn into the Karens or the Kins and and, and be able to point the finger on, and on somebody that can't, that is already as well marginalized, but now you can turn the tables on them. It's kind of what I got from what he was saying. But I don't think that, and I think he meant that, but I think also an adverse reaction happened or something else was also communicated in his talks that I don't think necessarily was what his intention was. But all that to say, what I my originally what I was really trying to say was that I do feel like there are people who can be entirely too sensitive, and people that and I'm not saying these in this situation, but in general, and when it comes to comedy, whether it's and not just about like LGBTQ things, just people who don't like what people are saying. Like I was watching a clip from this comedian, Atheon, and a woman didn't like what he was talking about and came up on the stage and, and, and was trying to like combat with him at his comedy show. Like, ma'am, if you didn't like it, just leave. Like, that's the thing I don't think that people, I feel like if people feel that if they don't like it, it has to be changed or you got to stop it or whatever. Sometimes you just need to get your behind up and go. Sometimes you need to like Sabrina and Doug did turn it off, move on to something else. Like everything is not a, a, a like a moment where you got to be just enraged and, and just outraged. So I guess the original question was like, do you think people are too sensitive at times people can be? Yeah. Yeah, the people can be, but also if something is impacting you, yes. Because once again, if they were up there telling, you know, little black girl jokes with high-pitched voices, I wouldn't like it. And then people might be like, oh, you're sensitive. <laughs> like, you're darn skippy. <laughs> I go through enough and I don't need it. <laughs> now, I do kind of have a good sense of humor about myself and I probably tell more jokes about myself than others but like you know I know I said earlier that in some situations people are too sensitive and I see that but in this situation I'm like hey there's a lot going on people are getting beat up still and killed you know because of that lifestyle unfairly unprovoked mm -hmm. so yeah I might be a little sensitive about that <laughs> I might not think it's funny you know I will say but I agree. Our time is running long, so I'm like, girl, we got it. We talking in circles. <laughs> I will say I do agree that you can be sensitive, but also I do believe that you know what I can be. It can offend me, but but and I can remove myself from the offensive situation. Like I'm not. It's not my responsibility to now turn my anger. Now, if you are doing something that's saying, hey, now going attack these people or go do this because there are people who be sending people after other people that is a problem and you people do need to you know that does need to be taken care of and handled 
EB, I'll let you have the final word on on the on the talk. Uh, nah, yeah, I would, so I would just close with this. Um, there's countless um, forms of media in this world. And a lot of times, not all the time, because sometimes you might be somebody who just, you see something on your favorite streaming, um, I guess, site, whether it be Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, whatever. And you're like, oh, that looks cool. I should watch it. But oftentimes we have an idea of what we're in for. And so I know when I'm watching a basketball, I'm anticipating, hopefully, Shots made, dunks, fouls that I don't care about, but it's going to happen. If I'm watching certain comedians, there's not too many comedians who are mainstream or that will be on any streaming service that will likely not offend a specific demographic and or community in today's culture. That's just the way comics are. Um, I don't care how far back you go, and I can't speak for all comics, but if you're talking about the Dave Chappelle's, the Eddie Murphy's, Chris Rock's, Chris Tucker's, Bill Cosby's, um, Martin Lawrence, Richard Pryor, Louis C.K. Um, and we can go on and on about just different comedians, since that's what we're talking about. You can sit there, depending on your level of sensitivity towards your own community or demographic or those that you empathize with, you will find something negative, I would say, in there. Now, if you laugh on it, that's on you. If you don't laugh, that's on you. If you keep it on, that's on you. If you turn it off, that's on you. But what I will say is likely you or the people that you're with chose to watch it. You can always turn it off when it gets to that point. And whether people like it or not, some of the people who are offended, whether you go through the last three or four presidents, they all have said things that really offended groups of people. Whether you talk about the current one that we have, Biden, whether you talk about Trump, whether you talk about Obama, whether you talk about Bush. And I usually only use those because those are the four presidents that were that that were my presidents as an adult. They said things that offended people. And I'm pretty sure you, some of you still roll with your president. So if you're thinking you're going to find someone who just doesn't offend a group of people, I can tell you you're in the wrong world and wait till the other side of eternity when we're in heaven for those of us who will be there. But if not, people will continue to offend and you have to continue to be willing to stand up for what you believe in. That's all I really got on that. Amen. I agree. Well, um, also, I'm sorry for this, man, that I said something offensive to you because I'm sure I'm right in line with that with Stevie. <laughs> I think we all in that line. Why are y'all laughing? I, that was heartfelt. You know what? That's the last apology I see on the kick. Oh, uh, y'all don't know how to accept one. I, I'm sorry, friend. I mean, it was the I'm sorry to this man at that part. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't We're heaven. I'm because I know I'm in the okay. What was you? What were, we were moving on. Well, Go ahead, you, Trisha. I, no, your your apology was was not. It was heartfelt, and and I did not mean to make you feel that it was taken as a joke. No, you can't. It, you don't even have anything to apologize. I could have chosen to take it as nothing, and I chose to take offense, and that's my that's my problem. I need to eat dinner. I'm getting cranky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, do we have any recommends for the peak? I have one recommendation. It's not something for you to watch. It's not something for you to listen to. It is a call to action for something okay. for you 
to do. If there is something in your realm of influence where you can help um, what I would consider the less fortunate or the vulnerable or the disenfranchised, then use your influence for good. There's not a person, um, and I say a person, mainly speaking of people who are adults, not saying kids don't have influence, but I'm not going to my three or four month old niece and asking them to help me specifically change the world. But for those of us who are adults, working class citizens, law abiding for most of us, maybe we got some non-law abiding citizens or non-abiding citizens who listen to the to the kickback. But if you have some form of influence, then use your influence for the greater good of the world that we live in. Because there's not a day I wake up where I'm just like, this is trash. Um, and part of what I'm thinking about right now is most recently the verdict on the Kyle Rittenhouse case and just how crazy our judicial system continues to be. Or I think about more recently where now a 20-year-old, but at the time he was 18, an 18-year-old male raped 15 and 16-year-old girls on various occasions. And a judge says, I believe that it will be inappropriate for me to sentence him to jail or prison so he received eight years of probation. It's wow. situations like that that just blows my mind. Um, when myself personally have relatives who are in jail or in prison for drug charges, who have friends who are in jail for just possessing a firearm. Some of them, yes, as convicted felons, but others of them as minors and have spent over the past 13 or 14 years um, for having it. Or I think of the young lady, um, and I don't want to miss her name, but it might be Marissa Alexander, but you can Google it. But the young lady, um, I want to say she was in her high 20s. She was in Jacksonville, Florida, where her husband was attempting, her, her ex-husband, or she was in the process of getting a divorce, who had been arrested on several occasions for um, domestic violence or domestic abuse on her. And instead of firing him, and this is how crazy our stand your ground law, instead of firing him because she felt like she didn't have it in her to kill him, even after being physically abused by this man, she shot in the air as a warning shot. And because of just crazy gun laws in Florida, um, she should have shot him if she felt threatened. Um, she went to she went to prison for over six years. And you just mm. look at these countless instances where it's like there's people with power and influence who um, they post certain things or they tweet certain things or they talk in their small little huddles of what they can do or they would do. But it's like you have that power um, to make change happen, whether it be locally or at the state level or for some of the big wigs at a national level. But they choose to remain silent. And I know it sounds cliche because you probably hear from us countless times. But I tell you, on the day of Judgment Day, you will you will be held accountable by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I would hate that for you. I would hate that, that you didn't use your power or your influence for the greater good of mankind. And it just sucks that we continue to see how broken our, um, I don't even want to call it the justice system. So I would say how broken our court systems are in this country. The fact that our constitution still says that a person can be a slave if they commit a crime. Now you got to think about it. It doesn't like, if you get, like, you know how many crimes people have committed and it's just like we throw them in jail and they're the ones who make our tags that we put in our vehicle. They're the one who makes some of the lingerie that people wear from Victoria's Secret. They're some of the ones who make some of the clothes that we wear at JCPenney. And we can go a laundry list of items or places that these prisoners across our country work in. And I'm just like, there has to be a better way. 
Like, I'm just thinking of the money that these big agencies or big places are making. What would it look like if an inmate who get out of jail after seven or eight years just receives? Now, maybe not a lump sum. I don't know how it will work. But whatever that minimum wage was in those hours that they work, they just received that check instead of just recently when my brother got out of prison in um, September. Uh, was it September or August? September. He gets out and they just say, hey, thank you for your time here. Here's $200. I hope you can readapt yourself to society well. Now, how about those people who don't have a family? How about those people mm-hmm. who don't have a home to go to? And it's like, now I have to figure out where I'm going to work, where I'm going to live. And likely I'm going to result back to the same crime that I know because I have to figure it out. I don't know about you, but I know in today's culture, if I don't have a car, I don't have a house, I don't have somewhere to lay my head, $200 won't take me far. Um, so all that to say, that's what I'm recommending. And I know that was long. It wasn't just a short, quick and sweet things, but I guess that's kind of, what I'm expounding on slash recommending. Use your influence or your power for the greater good of the people. Well said, E.B. Very well said. So I have two recommendations. One that sparked um, a little bit off of what you were saying, E.B. Use your mind is use your time and your uh, this season to be a blessing to someone else. Um, I love the holiday time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the fun stuff. It's great. It's it's a blast. But there are a lot of people who don't have that same experience, whether they feel alone, whether they don't have a family or, or friends or whatever. They're feeling isolated. We are still in a pandemic. You know, maybe it's an older, you know, older person at a nursing home that doesn't have any visits. You know, try to find something or some way to reach out to someone in this season to be a blessing um, to them, because I I think that this is can be a very sad and depressing time for a lot of people because everyone else seems to be having the time of their life and their lives seem to be falling apart. So that's my encouragement and my recommendation. And then my other recommendation is I'm cheesy like this. At this time, I love a good Hallmark movie. So my other recommendation is when the craziness of this world starts to get overwhelming, turn on a Hallmark movie. Yes, it's corny. Yes, it's cheesy. Yes, you can dictate exactly what's going to happen. But sometimes that's just what you need. Something because life is unpredictable and life is crazy. But sometimes you just need a Hallmark movie where you know it's going to be a happy ending. So when you feel the the season getting getting you down or just your coworkers or whatever you're going through, turn on a Hallmark movie and just imagine how life could be so simple. That's my recommendation. Tis the season. Yay. Well, I feel <laughs> it's always the season. Contact, uh-huh. and this can be just found in Google, your local foster care. Um, I heard in a Sunday school class once that if just one couple at every church in America adopted a kid, we wouldn't have foster homes. Now, I heard that statistic probably like three years ago, but it really stuck with me. And just thinking about like, there are people out there who literally all they want is a family. I know in my city, we have a program called Heart Gallery of Tampa Bay. And literally, you go up there and forgive me for this analogy, but this is really like what it's like. It's like, um, almost like a dating profile. They have the kids up there and they're selling themselves saying like, hey, I like this, I like that. And all I really want is love or all I've ever wanted is a mom and dad or all I want is, you know, someone to acknowledge my birthday. You can go there to their website. They do a phenomenal 
job uh, with, with that program. So most of them have an opportunity for you to become a birthday buddy. And you can just donate. I mean, they have different levels of what you can donate. And this just ensures that that kid gets something for their birthday and they're just acknowledged. And I'd ask you to go this a step further because for some of you, giving the amount of what your Starbucks costs every month, you know, you that's just, that's just nothing. Um, for some of you, that's everything. You know, give for, from the heart. God loves a cheerful giver. But I'd say on top of that, then add them to the, your prayer list. And if you're mm-hmm. al- allowed, write them a letter. Be really intentional. I mean, as Christians, we believe the power of prayer really does matter and it changes things. But be intentional about caring for what is in your community. We all talk about wanting to make the world a better place. And guess what? It doesn't start with the people on TV where the Dave Chappelle tells his jokes are not. It starts with you. Look in the mirror. That's right. You're the person that can help make the world a better place. And I'd encourage you to consider doing that by acknowledging the foster care system in your community and doing something to help make their lives better. BB, you want to take us out? Of course. You already know what it is. Um, Leave y'all with a lovely quote before I close out, close out. As we continue to go through this lovely journey of life together, open your mind before you open your mouth. Open your mind before you open your mouth. As always, if life tries to kick you down, make sure you kick back.